Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine. Co-host Dr. Jean Cirillo and Frank Tadar. Special guest co-host Julie Zellman and Giovanna Sanchez. This is Eye on the Future. And now, Lady Fontaine. Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here to answer your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. We want to speak to you, so give us a call and let us know that you're out there and you bring your questions on to us. Give us a call at 646-381-4141. We're waiting to hear from you. Tonight we'll be taking calls for most of the show, so pick up the phone and call us now. The number again is 646-381-4141. We've got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, Dr. Cirillo and I will be taking calls shortly, so pick up the phone. We want to hear from you. Switchboard is open. The number again is 646-381-4141. The switchboards are already lighting up, and we're waiting for your call. So, guys, did anybody watch The Bachelor? I did. It's Julie. Hi. <laughs> I didn't. It's, uh, you Dr. didn't. Cirillo. Oh gosh. Well, Good um, to Julie. Did anyone? Yeah, I'm a little it? addicted to The Bachelor. I watch it almost every season. Oh, do you? I've only watched it like I think about two seasons, but I find it very interesting. And I actually um, not so much with Jake this year, but last year with Jason. I really really was very, very impressed with what he did, and I'm going to be talking about it tonight a little bit. But to me, the key to how some of these guys sort of like weed out, and and Dr. Dr. Cirillo, have you ever seen the show at all? Yeah, definitely. All right, so I mean, you know, there's like a million women and one guy or a million guys and one woman. Exactly, and and they have to weed out. Right, and you fall in love with, you know, everybody on the show, so it's really, really hard. And most people don't realize all the – emotions that are involved and how difficult it is because it's so easy for us to watch you know from home and say why didn't they pick that one or why is he letting this one go or whatever but I was really impressed last year um, on Jason because I really feel so much of the way he really did use his intuition. Julie what do you I think about the screening for the shows and uh, you know not for The Bachelor but like for Kept or Flavor of Love and when you hear the women and then you'd see them on the TV they were so different and you really couldn't tell who the person would pick because normally the one everybody liked uh, didn't get picked. So, oh, is that so that they're very different when they get on the show from yeah. when you're doing the preliminary interviewing? Yeah, you can't really predict. I mean, you know who has who, who seems like a nicer person and who has deeper problems and uh, who, who would be uh, a better match, but you know, if we could all choose the person we would love, we'd have simple lives, and that's not the case. So you can't predict in any way who's going to be the winner. No, or who's I mean, going to be the first one off. Right, and I feel even the person involved. You know, I mean, different different feelings and emotions, you know, pop up as different events are happening throughout the course of you know however many weeks it is—six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks, whatever it is. You know, and and I, I just feel that the majority of people out there in, in TV land don't necessarily really take into consideration how difficult it is for the person making the choices 
Well, well look, America is like mom, and mom might like one girl and say this is the perfect girl, and that's kind of like what America does. But I think the person themselves <laughs> goes by their hormones and their heart, right? I mean, well, a lot on the hormones. The great and way a lot to put of the it. hormones, and that's something I really wanted to talk about a little bit later on too, because you know it's 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 got to be difficult when you know you if there's certain people that you're very very attracted to and other people that maybe have the emotional connection with or something like that, it's got to be very difficult to weed out really what's more important. That's and what right. you were saying, Lady Fontaine, I think is that all of America couldn't stand Jason last year when right. he made that decision. They were all angry with him. And you're, I think, saying that he used his intuition instead Absolutely. of listening to what everyone else said. Absolutely. And that's part of what I'm going to be talking about today in, in the thought of the day. Um, because it, it, it truly, you know, I mean, you have to draw from what feels right for you. And although on paper somebody else might seem like the ideal person for any of us, um, you know, you have to go with what feels right for you. And I, I admire and respect the fact that, you know, last year he followed his heart. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and did what was right for him. You know, I feel that's what any and everybody should do. But, you know, shows like The Bachelor have such a low success rate as far as, um, you know, anybody actually getting married. I saw at the end of the show that, uh, in fact, Jason and Molly are getting married next week, which I don't follow this stuff. So I right, really but I do think I think on. they're the first one. Yeah, one of the Bachelorettes got married, but mm-hmm. I think this is the first one with the when the Bachelor wow. was actually the one choosing the women. This is wow. the first one that actually oh, worked wow. out. Wow, well, I have a neat. I have a question about this show. Um, yeah. Well, I I don't watch it, so I mean, if if you guys were talking about Lost, I would just throw theories at you. <laughs> I remember that for Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, But, I mean, I've, I've, I haven't seen the show, but you're, you were saying that, like, uh, America chose one woman for this guy, and he chose the one that America did not choose. I'm not sure about how the particulars work. Um, when the public who watched it chose this person, they chose that person with the criteria that whoever this guy was who was The Bachelor decided to present on the television. And I mean, if right. I, I feel like when you are on television, you create the character that you're exuding. No one knows who this guy really is. It's true. That's definitely so. true. That's true. And, and and actually, I saw that when I was watching the um, the after the rose ceremony. I mean, I feel the this year anyhow, the Jake that emerged was much different than that very laid back, um, you know, very distant. Um, you know, physically distant, anyhow, um, version of him that he showed on the on the entire series. Right. So, yeah, that that's very very true. And and you know, plus the stresses. These aren't professionals, you know, that are used to being in front of camera. And a lot of it is edited. So I know we're only getting a piece of what right. the real what the real situation is. Right. So now, it's time for Lady Fontaine's thought for the day. Well, you know, speaking about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, you know, we're, we're sitting around and we're talking and we're sort of, you know, joking about The Bachelor and Bachelorette and some of the escapades and choices that they make on the show. And, you know, what, what Julie had said um, just a few minutes ago about Jason, you know, some bachelors like Jason's, like last year's Jason Mesnick made his choices, in, in my opinion, based on his intuition. And honestly, you can't go wrong when you follow your gut. After Jason picked Melissa, you know, originally I was shaking my head in absolute disbelief. You know, he initially went for his physical ideal of what a woman should be and what he thought he actually wanted. 
when he changed his mind, I was amazed at the press. So, you know, I became, the, you know, the most hated man in America. I mean, oh, my God, what did they expect the man to do, stay with a woman he didn't love just to keep America happy? Of course not. Jason, Jake, and all of us are, you know, basically have a dream, and that's what, you know, these guys go on, the women, men and women go on these shows to follow their dreams. Um, last year I wrote an article on Jason Mesnick because my original prediction for him was that he'd eventually end up with Molly. Those were my exact words. In fact, you can search the Internet and probably find the article that I wrote. And ultimately he did just that. But how does this all apply to you and your life? Well, we all have intuition, and actually I prefer to call it your inner guidance system. Imagine having a built-in GPS system. Well, we all do. And what happens when you don't follow your path on the GPS system? Well, mine, anyhow, starts yelling at me, you know, make the right turn, turn around, make a U-turn. You know, it starts giving you directions in how to correct your path. Your intuition basically does the same thing. When you make choices that are not aligned with your higher good, you start to feel crappy. You have, you know, doubts. You, you, you just don't feel like you're on the right path. You feel like something's wrong. Some of us get really, really down and depressed. That's your inner guidance system speaking to you. The challenge is learning to listen to your intuition. And I'm going to be teaching you some very powerful exercises right here next week on Eye of the Future. I'll be teaching you how to strengthen your intuition, and my co-hosts don't know this yet, so shh, but they're going to be my guinea pigs. We're going oh, to <laughs> We're I'm going still to reeling. Those. I'm still recovering from my astrology. <laughs> but um, we're going to. Oh, and, and Dr. Cirillo, I'm going to have some beauties for you. But, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, we're, but we're going to have some key exercises, you know. And I'm, I'm going to actually. We're going to have to have a computer in front of us, and. You know, we're going to be doing right here on the air exercises that I use and I do when I do workshops on strengthening your intuition and strengthening your psychic abilities. So, listeners, you could follow along with us at home from your computer. You could actually be testing your intuition and use these same exercises that I'm going to be working with you with next week. You can use them after the show to actually help strengthen your intuition. We all have psychic abilities, and we all have intuition. Learning to recognize and follow your, your intuition is a key component to learning to manifest the things you truly desire. So we guys ready So you're going to teach us to follow our intuition? I'm going to give you exercises that's going to help you um, get more in touch with that aspect of yourself that that truly is your intuition. I mean, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it, like if you're if you pick up um, a, a piece of paper, and I said to you, well, what do you feel? I mean, normally when you're holding a piece of paper, you're not focusing on that aspect of yourself to get in touch with what you feel about the paper. But that's the type of exercise. There's a bunch of them, and there's different things that we're going to be doing next week that will really help you learn how to strengthen your intuition. I mean, well, Jean, that's called your proje a projective test. Uh, how do you feel about a blank piece of paper as the ultimate projection because there's nothing there? Well, so speaking okay. psychologically, whatever you see there has to come from you, not from well, the blank paper. Right, and it's not quite as um, as blank as that. I mean, in essence... Better than an ink blot. 
Um, now, in essence, that's true. Well, that's very that that's where your 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 you know your own interpretation, and then that's really delving deep into your emotional feelings when you're looking at the various um, igblots. But what we're going to be doing is working with very concrete, um, either objects or pictures or photos or something like that. You guys aren't going to see it, but it's going to be on a computer screen. Um, so it's it's something that isn't just like a blank piece of paper that I used only as an example so that you would realize that there's different parts of yourself that you really need to, to sort of get in touch with and use in order to sharpen your intuitive and, and psychic abilities and your psychic nature. It's different. It's sort of like getting out of your brain and getting more into your heart and your feelings. That's interesting. I uh I'm a real estate broker, and I want to be able to teach this to all my clients who can't decide if the apartment is the one they should take or not. <laughs> you know, and I would that's, think that's that a most good people, angle. yeah, but I would think most people walk into a place and just know if something's right for well, them. Well, that's the whole thing is that the, really the, the the happiest customers, the ones who end up being the the most the happiest, are the ones who actually did it from a feeling, who bought mm-hmm. the place because they felt that way when they walked in. But everyone else is so concerned about the economy or is it a good investment or is it this and that and they ask all these questions that are logical mm-hmm. but they don't go with their what you call intuition or gut feeling or whatever the other end that's not using your logical mind yeah and that and that truly is you have topic. to feel comfortable you don't want to live in a place that you're not comfortable in that's where you live right so the intuition would be more important than somewhere where you spend say two hours a week right definitely I have a question about the thought of the day for Lady Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were saying the higher good, you used the words higher good, mm-hmm. do you mean the the general good, bad sort of thing, or just for, your, for yourself? Because, like, say you take a criminal. They obviously use their intuition for their own selfish purposes, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say that you intuitively know right from wrong in, in that sense? Um, that's a loaded question because criminals do things for different reasons, and Dr. Cirillo could probably address that part better than me, but I mean, some people have such um, horrific childhoods that it scars them so deeply that they're going out Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, know, uh, get even with their mother or something of that nature, but but regardless of that, yes, I mean, we all, from a spiritual perspective, are guided by by our higher self or the universe or some aspect of something greater than ourselves. And that part of us does know what's right and what's wrong and what really is more aligned for our, for our higher good. I mean, there are various choices that we can make anywhere along the way, and those choices aren't necessarily right or wrong, but they have a different as, as, you know, aspect or impact on us. Mm-hmm and what the future actually is. But I actually do feel that we're all um, sort of in tune to what's right for us. The higher good, when I talk about it, is what's really in line for what our soul is here for. I mean, each one of us is different. Each one of us has a different path, and each one of us is here for different reasons. Hmm. And that's what I, when I talk about higher good and getting the, the input and the messages from our intuition or our, or our, or our higher selves um, is really that that's what's guiding us is guiding us for what we came here to resolve and work on. I have two questions, Lady Fontaine, mm-hmm. regarding to intuition as well. One, 
going back to what we were speaking of before, The Bachelor, mm-hmm. uh, do you think that Jake used his intuition to choose Vienna, considering most people did not want him to pick her? And two, do you have any predictions about what's going to happen with Jake and Vienna? Um, actually, with Jake, I feel he did not use his intuition. I feel he used his hormones on that one. Um, I feel uh, my gut feeling is with with Jake, um, and he even said it. I think on the after the rose ceremony, um, he has had in the past very um, high octane. I think was the word he used um, physical relationships, and that's the norm for him. That's what makes him feel like he's in a good relationship. Um, I saw the sparks of flying with him in Vienna at the after the rose ceremony. ceremony. I feel. Um, that's comfortable for him. That's that's his comfort level. That's what he gravitates towards. Um, as far as the prediction goes, um, I don't know if I, my gut feeling is they're not going to make it 12 or 18 months. I have a feeling that this, if they get married before that point, it's going to be a very very short-lived marriage. Um, if they don't get married, I don't feel within that period of time. I don't feel they will. Well, you heard it here, and phone lines are open. Please call six four six. 3814141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. They're here to answer all your questions about love, relationships, and life. So call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. Well, you know, it's funny about intuition and uh, hormones. I kind of put the two of them together because don't you often feel turned on by the Guess what, Dr. Cirillo? Dr. Cirillo, it's time for Lisa Elvin Saltieri's weekly astrological starline report. Okay. So we'll continue that right after. Hi, this is Lisa with the Starline Report. Aries, time to turn down the lights and lower the noise in your life. Find some time to reflect upon the past year and make a fresh start. On the 7th, it's a red-letter day for you as Venus enters Aries. And dare I say it, you are looking marvelous, darling. Love is passionate and demanding on that day, too. Enjoy. Taurus, your friends are your anchors this week. Some may weigh you down, while others will be a lifeline. Sorting through this will provide much of the action. Love and romance take on a cozy and secretive tone this weekend, a good one to get away with a beloved partner. On the ninth, memories may get in the way of the future. Gemini on the fourth is full steam ahead, and a financial matter is ready to be resolved, to your great satisfaction. On the seventh, lucky Jupiter connects with your Mercury, and you are amazed at the big picture that you can now see. On the ninth, you need to sidestep small petty details and stay focused. Cancer, when Venus enters your career zone on the 7th, you are amazed at how much your charm and ability to attract what you need is right on the money. On the 9th, a former office colleague or boss may reappear quite by surprise in your life. Nostalgia is nice, but the reality is you cannot go home again. Leo, hang on, Leo. One more week of Mars and Leo being retrograde, and you'll begin to feel that things are finally moving in the right direction. Use this week to review and appraise what has gone right and wrong in the past three months and refuel your motor. Your time to shine is coming. Virgo, relationship issues and business negotiations will consume you this week. On the 4th, your passion and creativity are rewarded. A lucky break comes your way on the 7th. It's about time. Cool your jets around the 9th. It's not worth getting too upset about. And remember, this too shall pass. Libra, work is definitely keeping you hopping this week. 
An excellent period for negotiation is found on the 4th. On the 7th, your ruler Venus moves into your marriage zone. And for some of you, this may mean love with a capital L, a very romantic day indeed. On the 9th, a past love may show up unexpectedly. Scorpio, your ability to foresee consequences and truly understand the timing of life is your strength this week. On the 4th, it's almost like you have x-ray eyes. Use them wisely. Love and career blend in very interesting ways on the 7th. Venus in your work zone inspires you to reach out and charm someone. You'll be amazed at what and who you attract. Sagittarius, your domestic side is definitely showing this week, a rare thing for you globe-trotting Sagittarians, but you are feeling the urge to nest. Go with it. Your ruler Jupiter meets up with Mercury on the 4th, an excellent period for real estate matters. On the 9th, a friend may need your cheering up. Do your thing. Capricorn, you continue to work on transforming your everyday life into a more efficient routine. On the 4th, you are pleased by how things are beginning to flow. Keep at it. Venus enters your home zone on the 7th. Time to do some cocooning with the one you love. Old family feuds may reemerge on the 9th. Sidestep the drama. Aquarius, a week in which you are focused on your bottom line. Examine all paperwork and the fine print in documents to truly understand what you are signing. Not always easy for casual Aquarians. A more social time begins around the 7th. Enjoy yourself. On the 9th, don't believe what you read. Pisces, things are flowing for you. Your birthday month continues in grand style. On the 7th, Venus enters your money zone. So not only will love surround you, but you just might see more of that green stuff. Someone may try to be a wet blanket on the 9th. Avoid negative people and just be happy. This is Lisa with the Starline Report. Always remember to follow your star. Um, Dr. Cirillo, before we move on to the next segment, I just wanted to ask you what you were saying because I felt that was very interesting. You feel that hormones and intuition are, t- are same to some extent that the person you feel turned on by might not always be the most attractive to America or to everyone around you, but that that has to do a lot with pheromones and smells and attraction, things we can't put our finger on, and intuition is is a large part of that. Hmm. i got to think about that one because when you said that initially, I was going, no, no, can't be. Um, because to me, intuition is a different part, but when you just explained it, you know, it probably is using that same part of the brain or side of the brain anyhow, the more of that the feeling yeah. rather than the necessarily um, analyzing or intellectualizing something. So it, it No, then you can sense another person's uh, immune system. If it's different from yours, you're attracted to them. It gets your hormones going. Mm. Interesting. That's, i got to think That's about that. That's the science behind it in recent years, yeah, that this is why you might feel for one person and not feel for another one that people around you might say, hey, they're much more attractive. No, and that's true. I mean, I've definitely heard about that, you know, with the sense of smell and whatnot. But I'm going to have to think about that, and I want to sort of reserve comment until next week when we do the show on intuition. I I have to sort of try to make sense of that in my own brain because, to me, intuition is still a different aspect, but it's still tied in, and and, um, I I need to ponder that one. (laughs) This is one time I don't have anything to say. (laughs) Okay, ponder. I'm going to reserve that for next week. But before we start taking phone calls t- tonight, I wanted to take a few minutes just to sort of 
um, let the, the listeners get to know all of the wonderful co-hosts that I have on the show. So, Dr. Cirillo, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? A little bit about myself. Well, let's see. Uh, I've been a psychologist now for about 25 years. Uh, I practice in New York on Long Island, to be specific. I run a group practice. I've done quite a bit of media work, uh, radio. I used to do the kind of radio that you hear uh over your car radio and everything, and then I stopped for a while, and I was appearing on talk shows, and I alluded to this before, that I I did do some screening for the reality shows, uh, Flavor of Love, and The Bachelor, not The Bachelor, but uh, something with Jerry Hall, a female celebrity kept, where she was the bachelorette, and she had to decide which... uh, of 12 guys she was going to go for. And uh, I Love New York, I did the screening for that. And it's true, you you can't tell why it is that they're going to like one person or who's going to make it through the show and who's going to be the first one bumped off. Uh, So anyway, you know, I I have co-hosted a television show in Manhattan, Manhattan Cable, with a psychic. We talked about all different things. So I think myself and, and Lady Fontaine are the only psychic, uh, psychologist combination that, that I know of that, that's on the air now. Is, is that so? I believe so. I believe we're, we're a unique commodity at this point. <laughs> I've always worked well with psychics. You know, I believe in the unconscious or the subconscious, that it's like the sum total of everything your mind knows that you couldn't possibly be aware of all at once and that that's what comes out as intuition or psychic insight or a flash, uh, uh, communication with the dead could be a form of hallucination and keeping the person with you, even though it's, it's not pathology in any way, it, it's healthy. But it is a way of keeping the person alive that, that I feel it comes from the mind. You, you, Lady Fontaine feels it comes from uh, the source outside. Right, exactly. uh, so... I guess we differ, but we have we have some things in common, and that's that's why we kind of complement each other. And I've always loved working with psychics and being around psychics. And you so have, you know, I feel sort of emerged on this show as being so intuitive. I remember the very first conversation that you and I ever had. Um, you were telling me that you're a, skept- a skeptic. And the resident skeptic. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there are aspects, just like when we talked about, and I don't see it as a skeptic, but just like we talked about the blank sheet of paper, if that was indeed my psychic um, or intuitive exercise, we would probably have a bunch of debating to do on that particular one. But but I just see your, even when we take calls, your intuitive nature coming out really dramatically. It, it, it really is. I almost feel when you... When you take calls on the phone, like as soon as I start hearing somebody's voice, I'm not even listening to their question that much. I'm more zooming in with their energy because I only have, you know, like five seconds or ten seconds to really make that connection to be able to start talking. Um, and, but you, I mean, you, you amaze me that you just get the different dimension of things without them saying anything. 
Well, you know, they say psychologists who practice, no matter what technique they use, whether it's behavioral, cognitive, psychoanalytic, they get very similar as they develop more experience because, again, I would say your subconscious, all the people you've worked with and all the knowledge kind of gets together that when you hear a person's voice or their problem, you can kind of sense where they're going and you can sense the kind of person. And they say we don't even have to give tests if somebody tests a lot. You could sense what their IQ is going to be within five points. You could sense uh, their personality profile, their diagnosis, all within the first few minutes. And, you know, business people who claim to look down on psychology, they call it flying by the seat of your pants, where they say a guy walks in the door, a woman walks in the door, 10 seconds I can tell you all about them and whether I'm going to hire them. Well, see, and I feel that's your intuition at work when, when that happens. So we're going to have lots to talk about next week about that, and I am looking forward to that show. Thank you, Dr. Cirillo. Oh, my. Frank. Hi. Hi. Can you tell Because you have quite a background yourself. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about you? Oh, uh, jeez. Uh, I'm on the chopping block now. Well, I'm, I'm an actor. You're an man. actor. Yeah, I'm an actor. I do uh, mainly voiceovers for cartoons, commercials, and stuff like that, and uh, some short films and such. I'm also a film curator for this not-for-profit theater in Manhattan called The Tank, and I'm part of an improv theater troupe called Start Trekkin' that does <laughs> original on-the-spot episodes of Star Trek. We wear tight pants and costumes and stuff. Oh, well, now for sure we're all coming to see you. You didn't tell us that part, Frank. Actually, we have a a show this weekend. We have a show this weekend at 730 uh, on 45th Street at Theater Manhattan. Um, Geez, uh, well, my fascination with the paranormal, um, I mean, it originally coincided with my taste in general. I'm a geek, in case you haven't picked up on that by now, by all the Star Wars references I've been saying in every show we've done since the beginning. Uh, I remember as a kid. Sure is these days. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's geek chic. I say no, no <laughs> not stuck in lockers anymore. We are we're uh, we're running the world. But um, I remember as a kid, I used to hold up my cassette recorder to the television when Ghostbusters came on, just so I could record the audio, and I would listen to it over and over and over again. Uh, and as the years went by, uh, just became fairly obvious that there was something else going on out there. Now I remember when I first spoke to you. Lady Fontaine on the phone. I I presented myself as a, as a skeptic too, and I didn't buy that one either. Yeah, yeah, you didn't buy it. I mean, I mean, I I I like to entertain everything, mm-hmm. and I'm here to learn. And there are certain things that happened to me, and certain people that I met that brought me to where I am now. And in in the past, I've been an investigator myself, and I would go in thinking I was going to disprove every single thing that happened. And I realize you can't. Yeah, you can't. Realize. It's yeah. true, you can't. You really it, can't. There are certain indefinable things out there, certain phenomena, certain abilities, obviously, considering this show, that cannot be denied they exist. Well, it's going to be interesting one day when we, um, when we all manage to do some paranormal investigation together because having all these skeptics around me, because my partner in crime in doing the paranormal investigations, Jim, who was on the show a few weeks ago, he is a um, skeptic. Frank, you claim to be a skeptic. Dr. Cirillo, <laughs> I know, wants to do some work with us. She's, she claims to be a skeptic. It's going to be interesting to see how you guys – um, maybe you will see things from a different perspective, which would be phenomenal 
you know, or maybe you won't. That's, I guess, to be seen when we get out there, which will be very, very interesting. Well, thank you. Maybe they'll see things. Well, I'm hoping. <laughs> here. I'm hoping, Dr. Cirillo. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping we don't. Otherwise, you'll see a Frank-shaped hole in the wall behind you where I run away in Scooby-Doo fashion. Oh, please. We'll, we'll protect you. Although, please, I'm the biggest baby. I mean, I draw in all this stuff, and then I get so scared by it. But that's part of the, the, the lore and the fun for me. Lady but Fontaine, don't, don't make me start talking about aliens now. Well, we'll do that in the next show. <laughs> Please don't, because you know I'll hang up and go hide somewhere. <laughs> when, when I don't remember the name of that movie, but when it came out, what was the name? Do you remember? Uh, it's called The Fourth Kind. When my that movie came out, my ex-husband sent me an email. He saw like the uh, the coming, you know, some preview, sneak preview or something. He said to me, Lady Fontaine, do not go see that movie. It is the most terrifying movie I have ever seen. And I won't even let Frank talk to me about it. <laughs> I won't, because I get too spooked out by this stuff. But, all right, Frank, thank you. Joanna, you on the line? Yes, I am. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? You also have quite, quite an interesting um, uh, background and, and quite an interesting story. Well, I'm an actress and a producer, and I've done a lot of work as an actress, and I've guest starred on many of the television shows. I just finished two feature films, and I'm producing a feature, which I'm real excited about. And I just got back from Houston, where I met so many amazing people and uh, directors and producers and agents and, and incredible actors that I worked with, and I coached a film there that's coming out. And um, my seminar that I taught on acting was phenomenal. I mean, I just, uh, the people in Houston greeted me like with the hugest opened arms and it was it was wonderful. I had two hours sleep the whole weekend. Oh my God. Honestly, I did. My schedule was unbelievable. It, it was like every single hour was counted for and um, I, it was wonderful. So I actually can't wait to go back and they can't wait till I get back. So. Oh wow. Uh, so yeah. you made some follow-up plans with them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. good. I, all, I told yeah. you that I saw a lot of um, contacts and a lot of things coming out of you going there for that for that workshop, so I'm glad that that worked out so well for it you. It did. It was really – it couldn't have gone better. Thank you. It was, it was great. Wow. Is there anything else? Because you've done so many, so much acting, and, and, and now you're getting into producing. Is there anything you could tell us about that, that one movie that you are producing? I'm producing a film. Um, actually, it's a spiritual story. It's got um, a lot of themes to it, but one of the themes is how the worlds are getting thinner and thinner, meaning when somebody dies, they're, really, they're around you. Mm-hmm. you know? and, and actually, my character dies, and I come back, and I guide my family. And it's a Chicana fable, and uh, it's called Arizona Winds, and Santana and Los Lobos are doing the music among a lot of oh, other wow. people. Ooh. And, um, yeah, so we're putting it all together and deciding where we're going to shoot and, and that kind of thing. And, and the people in Texas are trying to lure us into Texas, you know. But I love Texas. I had a wonderful time there. The thing is, it's called Arizona Winds, so uh, <laughs> we have yeah. to you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yeah, yeah. But there are parts of Texas that actually can look like Arizona. I'm sure that's true, yeah. And New Mexico, and, yeah. you know, they're, they're different. I do know that we need to shoot a week in L.A. and three weeks at least in wherever we decide, you know. Um, so it's been putting that together, and I, lo- I met some people 
um, who were real excited about the project out in Texas, and and uh, Women in Film, um, which is a big uh, organization, they um, contacted me, and they've got plans with uh, things they want me to do with them. And the Film Commission of Houston, um, I connected with me and promoted me, and it was in the top agents in Houston, and I did some. T, uh, a lot, a lot of promo work, TV stuff and radio stuff, and it was, it was amazing. It was wow. a so you're the celebrity producer. Congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Joanna, Joanna and imagine, I mean, we have her on our show every single week. I mean, it really is exciting when I sit here and listen, and I mean, wow. <laughs> it's funny because the director of this film that I was uh, coaching and working on was talking about a movie that he loved, and I said, well, I'm in that movie. He said, who did you play? And I told him, uh, and he started screaming, because I never look like me uh, on TV. I mean, I always look different. So he couldn't believe it. He was like, "That's I'm a biggest fan. Oh, my God. No, and so, she is so good, because she gives me um, acting coaching lessons, and I mean, and I've seen her in action. I mean, she's absolutely phenomenal. Well, that's a true actress, isn't it? If you can only play yourself, then you're really just standing there like a celebrity that pretends to act. But if you can play all different kinds of parts and personalities, not only don't you get typecast, you're considered to be a serious actress. Yeah. Well, the, tr the, the thing about acting and what I really teach all the time is, you know, to bring yourself to the role. You know, like I coached a, another film here in L.A., where the girl had the lead girl had to be her heroin addict and kill herself. Well, this girl was very very sheltered and she didn't know from anything. I don't think she ever smoked a cigarette. So I started first I put her in touch with a heroin addict because she had to know what it does to the body. And then I said to her, "Well, have you ever felt like you needed somebody or something or or food because she was a little chubby, you know?" And we found that thing that she needed. Hello, I love addiction. Yeah. yeah. And and then I get went, into character. Right. And, but see, she's bringing herself to the role. And then I said, let's talk about when you've been depressed. And we talked about that because the character kills herself. So the character can't exist without you. So the more willing you're, you're, you are to bring your total self to the work, the more your character is going to pop. And then we won't see an actress doing the work. We will see one. So uh, her performance in the film was, it blew me away. I mean, she was that good. And um, that's wow. what happens when you have the willingness to go to these places. So I don't even really believe in the word character because the character doesn't exist without you. So you've got to find that hook, no matter if it's a heroin addict that, you know. I mean, I had to cry on TV about my pet pig who dies, and I'm in a pet <laughs> bereavement group, and I'm not going to cry over a pig today, tomorrow, or next Christmas. So I had to think of somebody, <laughs> somebody close to me that, you know, meant so much to me and... and so that's why, you know, it worked out so well because I used somebody in my life that I lost. Not not stinky the pig, you know. So. <laughs> and I remember that scene, I do. Yeah. Well, thank you for feeling and well, use so. it in your acting. Yeah, right. no, and she is so phenomenal. She really, really thank is. You. I mean, you know, I, I, I urge people to, you know, really check out Joanna because she is a phenomenal actress and thank a producer. You. Thank you. All right, um, thank you. Um, Julie. Yes. Hi, Julie's Hi. our new addition to the Eye on the Future, and we would like to know more about you. Well, as I mentioned before, I'm a real estate broker. I do my brokering in New York City. I used to be an actress as well, and listening to Joanna speak actually makes me want to take her workshop. Um, <laughs> yeah. It does. 
it's so funny how it's just listening to you brings me back to that world, and I definitely miss it sometimes. I still do commercials, and I still do a little bit of improv, but uh, I've given up the rest to do my real estate stuff, which I absolutely love. Uh, As far as my being on this show, I really wasn't spiritual growing up, and I didn't know how to think outside the box. Everything was about what my teachers and my parents had taught me, and it wasn't until after college when I moved to L.A., and I was actually drawn to the creative people who I found were a little more spiritual and open-minded that I explored my spirituality and opened my mind. I started reading about everything, metaphysics and spirituality and the law of attraction, and I read and I read and I read and I started attending workshops and I felt a real shift in my life. So you'll probably hear me on many shows quoting my favorite books because they really changed my life. And... uh and I still practice it every day. And it's, it's helped my profession. It's helped my personal life. It's helped my life in general. So that's really, that's me. Well, thank you. And I do um, fully understand what you're saying. And that's something, you know, that that really was appealing to me about you, Julie, is that the fact that you do have that, that spiritual knowledge right now. And even last week, and I had wanted you, I really wanted to do the quote um, this week, but we're not going to have time. We're going to throw it in next week that you had given last week, but you were having some technical difficulties. Right, because right. things like that are, I feel, so key to really bringing to the forefront of, you know, to the listener, really what we're talking about. And that quote, because I'm so familiar with it, does it. But we'll talk about that another time. Okay. All right. Thank time you. Thank time. you so much. Um, I, so on that yeah. note, I'm just going to tell people to call in again and phone lines are open so please call 646-381-4141 to speak with lady fontaine and dr cirillo they're here to answer all your questions about love relationships and life call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you I just want to remind callers to please, and I repeat, please, um, when you're on the air, please ask very specific questions. Um, I don't want any more of these short or vague questions to be on the air. This is Radio Guys, so be specific and give us some details. Remember, Dr. Cirillo isn't a psychic. Well, well, I shouldn't really say that because she doesn't claim to be one. But more importantly, we only have a few minutes for each caller So in order for us to give you the best answer and the best advice, we need specific questions. So please be very specific. We're not going to take any more of these very, you know, vague questions, two words. Well, what could you tell me about Joe? We want to know the scenario with Joe. After all, this is radio. Um, I know we have a bunch of callers on the line. Do we happen to have Marina on the line? Because she was our contest winner, but I was not able to reach her all day. So I don't know if she's available or if she's on the line. Well, it doesn't look like she's on the line at the moment. All right. So who is our first caller for today? Well, this is... Oh, go ahead. Nope, go ahead. I think it's the same caller. Sherry? Yes. Sherry has a relationship question. Yes. We'll we'll see if she's there. Okay, Sherry? Yes. Hi, Hi. how are you? It's Lady Fontaine. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. So how can we help you? Uh, yes. Um, I wanted to know, do you see if I uh, will meet the significant person this year? And how this 
guy looks like or what he does? I mean, you know that. Anything you can talk about this? Um, could you repeat that? I'm sorry. You were breaking up a little bit, and I didn't hear all that. All right. I would like to know, do you see if I will meet the significant person this year, how this guy looks like and what he does, something like that? Anything you can talk about this gentleman? Sure. Let me just connect with your energy. Um, all right. You're looking for a significant other. And when I'm scanning your energy, um, I'm actually feeling the most likely potential of meeting somebody, um, not this year, but I want to say the, in the first quarter of 2011. And right now the visual that I'm getting on this guy is um, what I kind of want to say lightish hair. Um, I'm going to say a light brown. Um, he feels to me to be tall. He feels to me to be a, 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 a but I kind of want to say a substantial man. You know, it feels strong. You know, um, and and you know, not 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 slight or not you know slim or anything of that nature. But certainly not fat. But he feels strong and muscular. Um, I want to say that what what really drew me to him with you is I'm feeling a very very strong emotional connection with this guy. Um, I'm also feeling almost as if what I'm about to tell you is not the norm for you in relationships, but it feels to me that he's, he'll be very, very doting and very, very focused on you. And it kind of feels to me in the past some of your relationships have been more about your partner than about you. But I feel this guy coming in for you. I'm actually picking up an, a, a D name. It kind of sounds like Dan or Daniel or something like that. And I just want you to know that when I pick up names, um, oftentimes it's not necessarily um, their first name. It could be a last name. It could be a street they live on. It, it, it might be a, a, a child's name or something like that that's associated with them. I can't guarantee you it's their name, but somehow it does feel to me that it's tied in with him. All right. So do you see what he does, something like that? Um, that? Truly that information is not coming to me right now. I mean, he feels to me to be... Um, you know, uh, successful in career, um, but I, I honestly nothing's coming to me, so I, I can't tell you. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. All right. Thank well, you. thank you for your call. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very just going to interject here that uh, we're having a few technical difficulties with the phones. So this, I don't have a specific question for you, but Wendy is calling about her love life, and I'm going to take off for a minute and, and answer some calls. Okay. So Good. I won't be here for a minute, but this okay. is Wendy. Hi, Hi Wendy. Wendy. Hi, everybody. Hi. How can we help you? I'm just wondering what you see coming up in my love life. I've well, can you be specific? Is there a person in a relationship now? <laughs> He's off and on, and his name is Steve. And I don't know where you see that going. Well... Um, to me, when you say off and on, it feels mostly off. Um, I feel a lot of distance around you guys. It feels to me that um, more so than anything, you're the glue that holds, you, holds this relationship together. Um, I'm also feeling what I kind of want to say, another female around him. Um, is he either recently out of a, a marriage or something of that nature? Oh, over 10 years ago. Mm. 
Um, well, the, uh, to me, it feels like and if, if it's not the ex-wife that I'm picking up, it feels to me somebody from his past that I'm picking up. Um, is he still in very close contact? Does he have children with uh, with his wife? Is he in close contact yes. with her? Okay, yes. so that's probably why I feel um, her presence around him so much. Um, you know, to me, uh, you know, I feel that there's some genuine feelings and emotions here, but it just doesn't ring true to me that he's focused on really developing a long-lasting committed relationship at this point. I'm getting the sense that he's he's of a of a mind that one marriage is enough for him and you'd like it to be more and uh he wants you but he wants to keep it at safe distance where he's not really committed that the commitment and the children and his past really took a toll on him and he doesn't want to go through it again. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yes, that sounds right. Is it acceptable to you the way it is? Because I think myself and Lady Fontaine are saying it's probably not going to get that much more committed. Now, would you rather have it the way it is, or would you rather kind of cool down with this and look for someone that wants to move in closer? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to meet somebody who would be committed, you know, not off and on like this. Well, so that's what you'll have to work towards. Yeah, and that actually, let me tell you that um, if you turn your focus away from this guy and leave yourself more open to new situations, I'm actually feeling, I would say, in fall of this year, um, because I'm seeing, you know, all the the fall leaves around, you know, in autumn, I'm feeling very, very strongly that you're going to meet somebody that is what I kind of want to say going to knock your socks off, and that's going to be a lot more attentive and a lot more focused on you. Um, But I feel you kind of have to be able to let go of the past and let go of this guy before you're going to be able to move forward into something that's, you know, more rewarding uh, to you. And if you do listen to the show, you know that if if you're focused on wanting something or wanting somebody – that that's an that energy that you're sending out is an energy of lack, and that's what you end up getting back. So when you want this person or you want him to be more attentive or more caring, what you're actually sending out is that he's not. So the universe sends you more of him not being attentive. So just be aware of that. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for your call. Thank, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, who's our next caller? Well, it seems like we're having a bit of uh, technical difficulties. Um, what is our technical? Do we know what's going on? Because I see a lot of callers on the switchboard. Um, I do. It seems the descriptions are not uh, are not registering. Oh, okay. okay yeah. So if, if you'd like, we can take a cold call. All right. Um, take pot luck. <laughs> all right. Let's go for it. <laughs> all right, everybody. Everybody buckle up. All right. Hello. Hello, Hi, caller. Ben. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello. Hi. You're you're on the air with Lady Fontaine. Hi. Who am I speaking with? This is Audrey. Can you hear Hi. me? Yes, I Hi, can. Hi, Audrey. Hi. Hi. How can we help you? Okay. My question. Do you, now, you take career questions as Absolutely, well. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, my question, I hope it's specific enough for you, um, is what kind of prosperous earning opportunities, more, you know, bigger, abundant earning opportunities do you see ahead for me uh, this year creatively? 
Right. Are you working now? No. Okay. When was the last time? Uh, did you lose a job? Did you quit? Uh, no, I, I'm an actress, okay? Oh. And I ha- I, I've been um, just working on some bigger projects, some bigger television series in Hollywood. And I auditioned for something Saturday that was pretty big, and I, I don't know if what's going to happen. I had a 90%, well, I had about a 70% positive and 30% negative. I'm actually an intuitive myself. So I got a, I got a, more camera time than anybody for three over through a period of three hours, and then it ended up being um, my metaphysical beliefs, which were were actually turned against me in the end by by a particular person in the room. So it was Ooh. kind of a weird, weird thing, and it was really it's, it was a very big, big deal. All right, but I really want this. You know, I want to make two comments here. One is thank you for giving the specifics there because that's the exact, when I ask for specifics on a call, that's exactly where we can then give you an answer to what I'm sure you really want to know, and that is are you going to get this role. Um, let me tell you that regardless of, um, you know, the, the, the end twist to it with not feeling comfortable at the end, um, I'm actually feeling very, very positive about it. I'm not going to by any means say that you're going to get the role because that is coming through, um, you know, not not low, but it's coming through around, um, I, I want to say right now, you know, six, between 65 and maybe 75%, which is not bad. There's many, many times I'll come up with um, that strength and somebody will end up getting a job or getting an opportunity. But I'm feeling, and it doesn't even feel like, um, uh um, anybody that you're expecting, but it feels to me another very, very significant door is going to open up for you around some contact or somebody who saw you here, or maybe even a callback for another opportunity in this particular, um, you know, film or whatever it is that that you audition for. I'm feeling doors about to open up for you. If it's not this opportunity, it's something close. Um, you, you, your question initially was something very prosperous. Um, I'm actually feeling the potential of more steady work for you. So it feels to me that an opportunity is going to arise for you where it is somewhat, uh, the, the word that my guides are giving me is semi-regular, um, but it feels to me, again, with the potential of growing into more. Do you know exactly if am I hosting or am I in a film? I mean, there's, see, I go always. I, I'm TV spokesmodel. I'm print model, I'm film, comedy, I do it all. I do every bit, theater, dance, you name it. And I guess I was trying, I don't know if you guys can get that specific, but do you see anything specifically coming up <laughs> in this regular, in the semi-regular, with the semi-regular? Um, what I would like to suggest is, you know, check out my website and contact me through the website because then I'll have more time to spend on the question, Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your... Okay. So our next caller is Melinda. We're back in business here. The technical issues have been resolved. And Melinda has a question, a specific question about a lawsuit. Oh, okay. Melinda. Oh, we got interesting questions. Yeah. Relationships, career, lawsuit. Okay. Hi, Melinda. Hi. Hi. How can we help you? Well, I am countersuing a civil suit. I want to countersue... Um, 
Well, I'm sorry, just stood up really fast. Um, I wanted to counter so I've been involved in a couple years with an agency and you know, dealing with them has you know, really drove me into debt. In the debt, I'm like about an to house. Or modeling no, not an acting, no, no, no. No. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I have okay, no cushion of all that you work for. Like, in other words, it's a, you work in the social field. It's the place you work for, like the company. Not work Maybe. for a company. I wish I did work for a company. I'm out of work. I don't have a job. I don't, I don't even have a career yet. I don't even know where I'm going. It's like they stole most of my life. They, yes, they, they, they took my life from me. And you know what? The question is, I'm countersuing them for pain, suffering, you know, damages, debt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I got a good okay, case you here. Okay, countersue. Are they suing you? Well, they're already suing me. They're taking what, me to what court. Are they suing you? What are they taking you to court for? They're taking me to court for, I guess, custody of all my kids. They're, they're taking, they, they took my kids, and now, you know, judge said, oh, okay, it's like protective services agency. Yes. That's what yes. it is. Okay, okay. Now, now that's specific. All right, so, Lady Fontaine, what do you, what do you see happening with Melinda and, and her children? Well, um, it, 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 you know, to me, I, I know that you've said, you know, this is, taken so much of your time and effort, and it doesn't feel to me that there's a quick resolution on this. So do you have a court date coming? I mean, is, it, is there a court date coming up? Because it still feels to me um, that you have several more rounds before we get to a point of resolution. Is this being handled by some, some negotiations at this point or mediation or anything of that nature? <laughs> Not even. It's no negotiation here. It feels. It, it's not even. It feels to me. There's no negotiation. They want the kids. They got the kids already. Okay. Now what they're going in for is the kill. They're, they. They've already. You know. They got the prey. They want to release. All they're doing now. Is, I, I worked with foster care. They want to release the kids for adoption or for foster yes, care. Yes, they do. Okay. Okay. You sound very upset, and I would be too. I don't know anybody who wouldn't be if it's their children. However, I think. Uh, Normally what you have to do in this kind of situation is get yourself hooked up with a counselor, a therapist, or an agency that can advocate for you. Do you have legal aid? Yeah, I think it sounds like you're fighting too much, which is good, but sometimes with these agencies you also have to show that you're a good mother and that you have the children's best interest at heart and focus on that, and the counselor or the agency that you work with can help you do that, as well as a, as a lawyer or a legal aid attorney or advocate. You know, they can't just take your kids away, but you feel overwhelmed because the agency has more resources, obviously, than an individual. So you've got to get a help, uh, a family advocate uh, or somebody that's on your side and the kid's side. Are the kids older or young? Do they have a say in this? No, they're too young to have a say. I know my son hates me. He really hates me. He's only four. His birthday is this Thursday. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but, uh, you know, he's angry, certainly. He's probably, you know, sometimes when you're angry at a situation, you take it out on mom, especially if mom is involved. So we don't know that it's real hate. He's just frustrated, and he's hurting as much, and that's, that's sad because he's only four. He doesn't, at least you're an adult, you know. But we've got to get you back to having, like, therapy sessions with the kids to reunite with a counselor. If you had 
a problem, a violence, drug, alcohol, whatever it was, we have to prove you don't have that problem anymore. And really, you know, you could contact us off the air, on, you know, so we could look more closely, but I think you have to align yourself with the community resources, legal and uh, counseling that, that will help you get the kids back and, and work on the situation. Well, you know, I think that's, that's as much as we could really help uh, Lady Fontaine. Well, I just wanted to know, do you have an attorney or somebody working on this with you? Because I feel a man involved in this, a man, he feel, and it doesn't feel like the other attorney that's um, representing, you know, the people, you know, this, the state or whoever it is that, that's uh, coming against you, your child services. Do you have an attorney? You know, I've looked at a few t attorneys over the past couple months, and, you know, at the time, you know, I had no clue. I was young, naive. Went about it all wrong. Now I took a step back. I'm like, no, I'm not going to let another lawyer take advantage of me. It's not going to work that way. Until, you know, I can figure out what is exactly that it is that I need from a lawyer, that's when I'll go out and go get a Pacific lawyer. Right now, I have no lawyer. You see that creepy public defender guy. That's all, that's all that is. He's doing nothing for the case. And I really, as far as I can trust him, I can't even trust him. I don't. Trust them as far as I can throw a rock. All right. Well, or my gut feeling is you do need. And he works for the system. But but you. So you, do that's need... why you've got to align yourself with the right. clinic. I'm sorry. You were saying something. No, you do. I just feel she 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 feels lost. I mean, it feels to me yeah. that she's bouncing off of walls here and has doesn't have the real guidance or um, the the person. I'm feeling somebody needs to be at the head of this, you know, this this case really representing her and leading her. I mean, I agree with everything you said, Dr. Cirillo, about getting, you know, the help that she needs and, and yeah. that she'll need with the kids. But that's part of what I feel would be, you know, would sort of be represented by having the right attorney. I feel first step, get yourself a good attorney, and then I feel you have some potential here. It feels to me that, um, you know, the, the rug has been pulled out from under you and you're just sort of, um, you know, struggling to keep your head above the water, but I don't feel the focus and I don't feel the direction. And without that, I don't feel the success. So I feel... And, and if you don't have a good... If she doesn't have money for an attorney, I think that's part of the problem. And she's given a public defender or a legal aid that really isn't an advocate. Try civil liberties. Because yeah, someone told me to try attorney. civil liberties for try my town. Yeah. yeah, I definitely will. And you know what? I'm going to turn back around and I'm going to sue their asses. That's exactly okay, what I'm going to okay, do. But first take care of yourself and then see what counter recourse you have. First take care of yourself and getting the kids back and get, proving that you're a fit parent, whatever it is you need as far as counseling for you and the kids. And then civil liberties would probably be the best at taking you and your cause seriously, not just writing you off as another number who's stuck in the system. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, and let us know. Give us a call back yeah. and let us know how it goes once Thank you get you somebody me. helping you. Okay? Thank up. you. Good luck to Bye. you. Lady right. Fontaine? Yes. We have our contest winner, Marina, on the call, on oh, the good. line. Marina, congratulations. Marina is, Marina, you on the line? Hello? Marina? Where did Marina, here she is. Here's Marina. Marina, Marina. Marina, hello. Hi, Hi Marina. Can hello. we hear Marina? Marina, I am. Marina. Here. I am. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. 
Hi. Hi. Hi. Hi. Good. At first, I just want to say that Marina is our contest winner from last week. Um, At the end of this show, we're also going to be talking about how you can get um, your questions answered by Dr. Jean, Dr. Cirillo, and myself. Normally, we would have had Marina being the first caller, and we would have called her, so she didn't even have to worry about calling us because that's part of what we're offering. But, Marina, tell us how we can help you. What's your question? The question is, I changed the job recently, as you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really low expectations that the job would really be satisfying. But it turned out that it is not exactly the way it was. And right now, because mainly the system depends on more and more patients being involved in the system, and this depends on the number of the patients who will define my stability, my position. Mm-hmm. I have only patients so far, and the full load is 80. And the facility is not cooperative with that, and I'm being pulled to a very many different long-term residents to see them in different facilities around the town and in nearby cities. And I'm worried if this job will last or if I will be able to fit this job requirements. Well, um, all right, I'm just sort of scanning the energy around you. Um, you know, what keeps on popping into my head, and it's, it's, it, it, it's you know, sort of a, a non-issue at this point, is that I know you had other opportunities when you, cho- when you chose to take this opportunity. Um, and I just out of curiosity, are those totally closed to you right now? Um, I was thinking about it myself. I would... I don't know. Honestly, I do not okay. know. All right. All right. Well, let me address your question. That was just something that was surfacing for me. Um, you know, I, I'm not feeling that this is a done deal for you, and I'm not necessarily feeling that what you're going through right now is um, what it's going to be down the road. It feels to me that this organization that you're working for is having some hiccups going on. I, I know it's a healthcare organization. And yes. I know that they say, you know, healthcare isn't dealing with mm-hmm. necessarily all of the, um, you know, the the negative impact of the, you know, the slow economy. But it feels to me that this particular organization is, for whatever reason, um, is that true? Number one. No, uh, financially, it's a big organization. United Healthcare is a branch of it. Evercare. It's no. For, Financially, they're very stable. It is a different issue. Well, what's the issue? Um, the issue is just the nursing facilities that actually they're being run by their own rules that do not obey any standard rules. And on the surface, we're providing the care to the residents, but indeed we feel like we're guests and we have to play game with them to be admitted on there and to be welcome in their kingdom. So okay, it, so you're saying you're you're like working on somebody else's turf and some of the staff members yeah. don't really want you there because they're, they're yeah, threatened by you in some way? Yeah, not only me, but 
a lot a lot of us before I yeah, are they threatened by your presence I mean you in a plural sense so no no no, no not exactly me actually the facilities are treating me maybe as a new employee they accepted me maybe better than anybody else oh just overall the the facility where I'm right now I'm supposed to have 80 patients and it depends on the administration and the facility how fast they will uh, advertise and promote the company for which I work. It's sort of like a business in which they engage, but they don't do much. And I have only eight patients, only 10% of a full load. So I have to go to different places to see a lot of different people. And I don't know how long it will last. Okay. Well, to answer that part of the question, I feel um, – <clears throat> For several more months, without a doubt, potentially through the end of the year, I feel things basically being the way they are. I mean, what my guides are telling me is at least eight months. Um, ah. It's going to be with you being pulled in a lot of different directions and, and being on the road a lot or having oh, yeah. to visit these multiple facilities. But it still feels to me that the potential of what this job was originally um, presented to you is still, is still there. That's why I'm still, even though, you know, you're saying no to the financial, um, it still feels to me that there, perhaps it's organizational changes or something is going on right now, which I feel is, um, is, is causing some of the, the, the situations that are going on with you. It just feels to be things above. Uh, uh, I don't remember, uh, what, what is your boss's first name? Oh, Suzanne. Suzanne. It feels to me people above her. She feels to me now to be more of almost like a puppet than before when 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 you first started looking at this opportunity. Mm -hmm. She felt to me to be a lot more in control of the situation. Uh -huh. Perhaps they're growing and expanding so much. Maybe it's the flip side of what I was originally mm -hmm. feeling, um, that they're growing and expanding so quickly that she's getting lost in the shuffle here. But it feels to me that she's more um, struggling in this, environment than she was initially when when you first told yeah. me about this yeah it sounds like she's more afraid than than you are of, of her position yeah. well there is stuff going on without a doubt and maybe you don't know about it marina but there is stuff going on there is stuff going oh yeah there is stuff going on and i i can say that initially suzanne even came across as a different person mm. now she's different she's more aggressive she is more in demand, more controlling, and it's like a totally different face. Or she's more afraid. So True. She's that's that's what's going on. There's stuff going on. Yes. yes, because she she's does not depression. feel, her energy does not feel to me the way it did when you first told me about this situation. Yes, yes. and now I started questioning, would I be able to be uh, in a position when I'm so micromanaged, like, every step, every move, even at 7 o'clock in the morning, calling me and telling me what to do today, when it's just a little bit above and beyond of what I could tolerate and what I expected. But overall, I like my job. I like the patients with who I work. That's why I were, I'm torn. I'm really torn. I don't know what to well, do and if there's any light in it. At the end of the tunnel, <laughs> well, or I need job. Well, two things I want to say. One is um, what you just said about being micromanaged. Um, I know that you've had that problem before, 
so to me, when you have a repeating pattern, um, it means that you are resonating. Something, it's something, it's coming from you. I mean, you're sending out an energy, therefore you're attracting that energy to you. So that's one that I suggest you contact me at my website and I'll work with okay. you offline on that. But to answer your question, I don't feel that this is a permanent situation or a permanent problem. I'm actually feeling within I, – I feel that you're, you're going to see pockets of times that Suzanne is the old Suzanne, you know, where she isn't feeling so pressured or, or, or tense or um, controlling or anything of that nature. But I so strongly feel that a lot of it is um, her being very manipulated – by is does she have a new boss around her a male a male over her? She does have a male over her. He is not new, but now the whole company is aggressive mm. to a degree. Uh, they sort of want us to be turned into the salespersons and promoting the company, and I refuse to do it. I said mm. I'm a practitioner. I'm a clinician. All my life I was treating patients, not selling myself or the company to which I belong. I refuse. I'm not a salesman, and I'm not going to play these games. Right. Well, see, that aspect of the job I don't feel will change significantly. I feel there are, um, I, I'm not sure if the right word is organizational changes, but cultural, cultural changes more or less within the, within the company that's changing yes. its direction. Um, and I feel that then is something that you need to weigh and see if this is like you're saying, well, I can't do that. So perhaps this job is um, not really well aligned with your energy. But that being said, I still feel it will improve for you. I feel if you choose to stay in this job in 2011, it's going to be dramatically different for you. But I do feel the next you know, six, seven, eight months to be challenging for you if mm -hmm. you choose to stay there. Um, I do um, encourage you to contact um, the other job offer that you had and see if that opportunity is still available for you. Um, my gut feeling is it would be. Uh, the other one that I would give me more flexibility with the time because of right. the days off would be emergency room mm -hmm. where they really wanted me. Right. I'm on board. Well, that, be, that, that might be. The, the good thing to do, and while you have a job, it's easier to take another job because you're not desperate. Yeah. yeah, but actually, I was honestly, I was scared. That's why I wanted to contact you for all these few weeks. Um, and I was scared when Suzanne one time came to my office and said, I don't want you to be unhappy. Maybe this job is not for you. Maybe you don't like what you're doing. Uh, you tell me if you like. I don't want you to be unhappy because nursing home is different. You write one order. It's not being carried uh, this day. The result comes three or four days when you don't even need the result anymore. So, and she said, you have to change yourself and accustom yourself to this nursing home culture. Mm -hmm. And remember, if you're unhappy, we will work with you. We will wait until you find another position. And we will work everything out. We understand you are a wonderful clinician, no problems with you. It just I'm afraid that you are not happy, not that I want to get rid of you. And I was scared. I thought maybe it's your uh, tactful way, politically correct way of letting me know that I'm not suitable for the company anymore. 
Well, I don't feel that your energy is tremendously aligned. I mean, and, and everything that you're saying supports that. You know, I mean, you don't even need to be a psychic to to to, to feel that or or pick that up. But but I'm actually feeling a very high level of um, respect and and you know genuine you know concern for you coming from Suzanne. I really really do. I do feel she was giving you an out there. By you staying, I feel her expectation then becomes um, that you will conform to what they want you to do. And that becomes then, you know, I'm sure some level of inner conflict for yourself since obviously they want you to do things that you don't feel comfortable doing. Yeah, I still do some things, but not all of them. And she agrees with me that, yes, clinical staff should be absolutely different from the sales salesman position. It should be different. Different people should do that. She agreed to that. And right. Yeah, it sounds like financially, though, in order to keep the clinical part that's so good going, they yeah. need to work on the sales or they're not going to be able to support it. I mean, that's a practical reality. Yes, absolutely. But well, that's what my scare was. And I, she said, just let me know. Do you like the patients? Do you like clinical stuff? I said, of course I do. And I do it with enjoyment, but the other stuff really kind of bothers me. She said, okay, don't worry, you're not losing your job. I like your uh, style, the way you kind of perform your clinical duties. You never heard from me any complaints. It's just I didn't want you to be unhappy. That's why I asked you. But well, I feel that's, that's really genuine, but I do feel the flip side of that, as I said, means that if you stay... Yeah. Um, you do need to conform to their their approach with things. But I do feel she was being very genuine and that they I feel of the highest respect for you as a professional coming from her. It just doesn't feel like the job right now is perfectly aligned with your energy. But Marina, I again encourage you to contact me directly and I'll work with you offline with this. I, I will. I will, Lady Fontaine. Thank you so very much for taking uh, me online today. I oh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy your show. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. take care. Good night. Good night. Um, is Frank, have... Frank, do you have a caller? I don't think Frank's on right now. Okay. Uh, the next caller is Maggie, and she's calling Hi. about a relationship with Justin. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Hi. Hi, how can we help you? Well, um, it's this guy, um, he invented his crush to me back in May. Um, he tried to do something earlier this year. It kind of, it fell through. A mis- miscommunication. He says miscommunication. I said he flaked out. Um, can, can you tell me if, if I should just play along with whatever his game is or I could well, go on to uh, what is his first name? What is his, his real name? Is, his real name is Richard, but Richard. his name is Justin. Everybody calls him Justin. Justin, okay. All right, and when you said um, he uh, – I, I was a little bit confused with what he was supposed to do something and he didn't do it or he did something else. Could you be it's more like specific? He's saying a lot of stuff and, he, and he's flaking out, like uh, like we'll make plans, but he'll say he'll call me back or something. Okay, okay. All right, no, I got it, Okay. Um, because I was hearing false promises, and that's basically what, what you're what you're telling me. Um, yes. Well, and plus me, I dr- this morning he was a chicken. So. Well, let me say that um, I don't feel that he is necessarily um, looking or focused right now on having a um, committed relationship. 
Um, I'm not either. Um, okay. Um, it feels to me that he's ha- that he's a fun guy, and it feels to me that he's very, very. Um, I don't know, but I guess what I want to say is um, not assuming responsibility for anything. I feel any time that anything like this happens, it's almost like he has a song and a dance. You know, He sounds than- like a player, that he's in it for the good part of it, and he's in it for fun and sex and, and love, but not uh, anything not that's going to Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, not commitment or not. He doesn't feel to be real serious with, with the relationship. He feels that it's very much on his terms when he wants um, you know, but I feel he genuinely likes you, but it doesn't feel to me that he's really focused on this as a relationship. So if you're looking for fun and you're okay with it being on his terms, then I feel what you see, see with him right now. See, that's what I understand, and how, how, how does he believe, how does he think it's on his terms? Well, it, it is on his terms, without a doubt. I mean, in energy, uh, it just feels to how? me. How? How? Because he makes plans with you and then doesn't deliver. I mean, so he's basically, and then he steps forward and he has you sort of, um, you know, hanging on here, wanting more, but then he pulls back and doesn't give you anything. Or maybe he feels like he has to make these false promises or, or she won't still be in there waiting. And you seem to be saying, I don't care. I don't want the false promises. I'm not looking for anything that permanent either. But he doesn't know that, and he's like, when you no, said I told him that. Well. I told him that many times. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he's giving you a line that. that he thinks he has to give you. That's what I feel it is. It feels to me this is his nature. This is the way he handles relationships. Um, and I feel that it, it's sort of like you guys have gotten into a groove here where, um, you know, he acts a certain way and, you, you know, you just have a dynamics going right now. And in a very weird way, it kind of works for both of you, believe it or not, um, even though I know you're not getting out of it what you want. But he kind of is. He honestly kind of is. And it very much, you know, from energy shows itself being on his terms. It certainly isn't on your terms at this point. Because if it was on your terms, you'd be getting everything you wanted out of the relationship. Right? Yeah, I kind of don't really want much of anything. <laughs> so if you don't want much of anything from the relationship, well, just based on really the law no. of attraction, that's what you're going to get back. You're going to get not much of anything. So that's the law of attraction at work. Oh, see, I thought he was a fake from the very beginning anyway. So well, I, he I is to a fake. large degree. I mean, he's not in <laughs> this for a real relationship. He isn't. He's, he's, he, 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 his energy comes through as very flippant and very whenever he's in the mood and very, you know, kind of take it or leave it kind of attitude. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm better at playing that than he is, so. Bye. All right. Okay, well, so you want to beat him at the game. Well, I'm better at that than he is, so. <laughs> okay, if, okay, if, if that's you the one who likes to do that. It, it sounds like you're calling because you want more. There's something you want that you're not getting, and, and, and if we could get to what it is, because you keep saying, well, this is what I want, this is what I, I want, but you wouldn't be calling. Because every time I had a dream, he would present himself, but when he presented himself, it was like, well, in the dream, he it was a chicken literally standing next to him with a chicken standing right beside him. I was like, and I told him today, I said, you're a chicken. You see what you want. I mean, it's not the way you want it. You can't figure it out. You run from it. He laughed. 
I know. I mean, I, I know what I saw in my dream. I figured. I know it's true. He's a chicken. So how can you deal with the chicken? Well, what do you want him to be brave about that he's not being brave about? Well, he claims he's a, a upfront person who doesn't cover how he feels about anything. Apparently, he's lying about that. I mean, just just say how you feel and do what you feel and go from there. You, you you're covering. You try to you have to get bad consequences when he lies. If it's important to you that he not lie, then when he lies, you have to say, look, I don't want to see you tonight. I don't want to talk on the phone to you anymore, whatever it is, until you tell me the truth. You can't keep rewarding him for lying or he's going to keep lying. Because he's used to lying and he's been rewarded for lying and he's been punished for telling the truth. And see, that what Dr. Cirillo just told you, and this is for all the listeners out there, is probably one of the most important relationship um, solutions for 90% of the problems. Um, we're just about out of time, so we do very much thank you for your call. I hope that answered your thank question. Thank you. Yes, you have. Great. Thank you. Great. Um, is Frank on the line? Yes, he is. Okay. Oh, yes, he is. Hello. Frank, <laughs> how do you like you, that? Do you want to say a few words before I close um, on what's going to happen next? Well, people out there in Internet land, at 1230 is the new Paranormal Radio podcast, the Invisible World, with me as your host and the special in-house paranormal expert, Lady Fontaine. So for a half hour more of uh, things that go bump in the night, stay tuned. Ooh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I want to thank all of our listeners and callers for allowing us into your homes and for sharing your life's experiences with us. We absolutely love when you give us a call, and we love having you as part of the show. For those callers who didn't get on the air tonight, please visit my website on ladyfontaine.com and check out the contest we're running. Send us an email with your name, phone number, and question to contest at ladyfontaine.com, and we will select one lucky caller to get a free reading from Dr. Cirillo and myself right here on the air next week. We'll call you so you don't have to call us, and we'll take your call first. All the details and instructions are on my website. Thank you to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Todaro, Joanna Sanchez, and Julie Zellman. Special thanks also to Rachel, who did a great job at screening calls and helping us with the switchboard. Thank you. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Remember to tune in next week at 11 p.m. to hear more of Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo taking your calls live here on Eye on the Future. Tintillating conversation and expert advice as callers experience the best of both worlds with two of America's top relationship experts. Tune in next week at 11 p.m. on Tuesday, March 9th for Lady Fontaine's very special show on strengthening your intuition. Newsflash, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo are now available to give you their expertise in private sessions. This they will be offering 15 to 30 or 60-minute sessions. Please visit Lady Fontaine's website for additional information and to schedule your appointment with this dynamic duo of relationship and life experts who can help guide you through life's challenges. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. You can also find Lady Fontaine on Twitter or Facebook for her latest announcements. Please visit our show page on Blog Talk Radio for details about all of our co-hosts along with their contact information.
Well, have a wonderful week, everybody, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Be sure to stay tuned to listen to The Invisible World. It's next right here, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just about a minute or two. Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week. Take care and have a wonderful week.